Hey everybody, Jay here with Parts Counter Guru of The Counter Show with my podcasting partner, Keith, over there on the side. we got an exciting show today. Keith, you want to lead us off, uh, tell people what we got coming on? Yeah, so uh, hey everybody, we've got talk around GM declaring that they will be carbon neutral in the next 15, 14, 13, I'm counting down <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. We got a little uh, little bit of a Toyota blurb again. Maybe a tease. Maybe not a tease. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to try to dig into that a little bit. I think that's so. it. They're that girl in high school that just likes to tease, man. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's starting to look that way. Coca-Cola yeah, yeah. Uh, making an interesting new beverage. We'll get into that because, uh, yes. you know. I like all, Coke. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big yeah. Coke fan, man. I'm yeah. a Coke Zero guy more than anything, though. But, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, we got some more Stellantis news. Um, you guys are very well aware of the Stellantis or the uh, FCA uh, PSA merger, which is now known as the rock god of automotive. Uh, <laughs> Stellantis merger, whatever you want to call it. So we got a little news there. They're uh, uh, they're going to be out of pocket a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of dough. So and then what's coming up on our main topic? All right, today, and Keith. last but not least, we have a Ford and Google partnership that we're going to dig into and talk about mm. all kinds of stuff, what this means, uh, what I think it means, what you think it means, where we think they're going, what we know, and uh, what we're theorizing. So all of that coming up right after this. Welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. Wow. What a bunch of stuff to talk about today, Keith. How are you, my friend? Hey man, I'm doing uh I'm doing pretty 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 swell. Yeah, hey everybody. Good man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh it's another another day in paradise. Uh, the world of uh, automotive gaffes and outtakes and things of that nature and stories abound. We're we're bountiful. We have so much information for you today. So uh, I want to tear into it. I, you know, man, there's a lot of electricity running around these days, man. A lot of electricity running around. And when I say that, I mean kind of like a more of a, you know, a feel in the air about the automotive industry on a number of levels. Wouldn't you say? I'd say I told you so. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. We are, gosh, man, we're going to get into some stuff, like we already said, like you heard in the opening, that we're going to talk about um, the the ever-evolving and changing, like, I don't know, like, it seems like every day there's more electric vehicle news going on, and the automotive industry is like... I don't know what to think of it right now. I don't know. Are they are they upside down trying to figure out which direction to go? You know, I don't know. Well, see. I mean, so 
I want to say it was our last podcast. These things all run together for me. So <laughs> it just they all mm, yeah. feel sort of like yesterday. But you said pretty recently, I? I don't yeah. know if it was the last show or not, but this whole GM thing. So so you said uh, this is coming now. To be clear, we recorded that, you know, before GM made their announcement, so it was speculative on our part. But it turns out, Jay, you were right. Yeah, uh, and and that was based on, by the way, just some observation of some of the you don't make some of the moves that they made. Yep. When we podcasted about that, unless you have an intent to really dive deep into it. But boy, we didn't see this one coming. And, yeah, um, so so I mean but let's just sort of explain. GM made an announcement um, less than a week ago that they plan to be exclusively electric in their vehicle offerings by 2035. Yeah, it's just um, that's a now now hey Keith, that's a long time from now. And yeah, it's well, it's 14 years, right? Right. And then they so, want to be carbon neutral by 2040. So the the and I'm looking at the official uh, GM News press release right here. And right. it's in their press release, it says General Motors, uh, the nation's largest U.S. automaker, plans to be carbon neutral by 2040. The The other news outlets picked up on the 2035 all-EV side of this, and that's their headline. Right. Um, yeah, they. I mean, <clears throat> the bottom line is, and I saw you know, the headline from um, CNBC, which I think is the story that you yeah, uh, shared right, with me. Right. Um, what's funny is that, and again, you know, I, it, our our current administration, our new administration, comes in the door and signs a lot of things, and you know, we all know that that the current administration is 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 pro environment um, and is committed to, you know. Uh, zero emissions at it's a point and so i think that gm is kind of riding that wave um and you know it's it's an opportunity to, to go ahead and just commit and get into it i don't know how much of that is driven by that uh but i think that it certainly opens the door uh f- for them to maybe a little bit more of encouragement for them to go ahead and stick with that plan and get, get going on it yeah you know? so now this Without is, getting too political about it, you yeah, know what I mean. I'm not but, trying to go there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open a can of controversy here and just go to, ahead, man. Okay, go ahead. Now I'm just gonna point to things that other people have said, Jay. That way, like if if people want to get upset, I can just blame somebody else, right? Oh so, yeah, that's that's perfect, man. So um, this is a this is a theme for us. It's it's not going away, and 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 this has come up multiple times in the past few weeks. Uh, I'll point most recently back to Bosch, where the chief executive at Bosch said, hey, we're not going all in on this battery technology because we're not convinced that it's actually carbon neutral. Right. And he laid out his case. And if you uh, if you want to learn more, hear more detail on that story, go back and listen to our previous podcast or uh, we've got a YouTube video segment out on that we very do. thing. Do you yep. remember what podcast episode that was or what it was titled? Um, yes, I've actually got that up right here. Um, let's see here. I should here. know this stuff. Well, we should, but we don't. We're 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 so busy, man. We're like we're like the the um, 
I think it was the GM. Oh no, actually, it was. Uh, was it Toyota? I think the it Toyota? was. Yeah. So it may not Toyota. The, where yeah. the hell are you? And speaking right. of Toyota, I want to bring that up because not only has uh, that guy, that CEO said that. <laughs> yeah. So Toyota is is saying the same thing. So we got Bosch basically saying, "Hey, you know, it is not carbon zero to run an EV because it first of all depends on where your electricity comes from." And we've said this many times. We'll go back and I'll point to it one more time. We did a podcast. We got have a YouTube video segment on where the electricity comes from. It varies by state. It's not 100% one single source in any state in the United States. A lot of it is natural gas. Some of it's coal. Some of it's geothermal. Some of it's solar. Some of it's wind. Some of it's hydroelectric. Okay. But the point being that plugging your electric vehicle in and charging it up creates a carbon emission most of the time from somewhere. Okay. That's exactly right. So yeah. for GM to say, well, we're going to be cl- we're going to be carbon neutral by 2040, but we're going to have all electric vehicles by 2035. Okay, but that doesn't really tell us how you're going to be carbon neutral. Right. And so that that's the problem that I sort of have with this. And then and then you get into a little bit of the whole, which we may want to save this for later, but the demand on the electric grid, which is going to be an issue if it isn't already. It already is. Yes. Now. R- GM has said stuff in the past that they, uh, you know, they're not, they're not saying, uh, here's what they're not saying. Sorry for stumbling around. They're not saying how they're going to get there. And, and they're just saying, we plan to do this. They're not saying it's, it's a mandate. In other words, the the company kind of collectively stated though, characterized it's 2035, EV goal, yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 an aspiration, okay. It, it, it's citing regulations, infrastructure, and other factors need to come together for the plan to be achieved. So at least there is a smidgen of reality focus there. That okay, this is a goal, and everybody, please keep in mind that when you hear that, it's just like Gavin Newsom saying, you know, we're banning all ICE uh, vehicles. By 2035. That's California. Now, it coming out of California is almost like a news story coming out of Florida. It has to be Florida because that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. This kind of stuff right. coming out of California is not like off the wall because they really do kind of go to some extremes in that state. They're like the first, you know, and I've well, stated that over and over again. Now, let, um, hold on. We can't blow right past that very insightful comment that you just made, which is yeah. if it sounds super crazy... It probably came out of Florida, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a right. gym, Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, good luck with this. Like, we just had a conversation yesterday, not not on the air, but with Robert White, um, who we've had on the podcast before. Um, in the uh, he's with the RFA, uh, which stands for Renewable Fuels. Renewable Fuels. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. And and you know, we were just talking around this whole like this whole electric only by 2045 and wasn't it's, it uj that said this is not going to happen in our lifetime it's not i i don't see it in my lifetime we had that discussion um i see these as really good goals but you know this it's a good plan and everybody you know it has good intent i get it 
But I'm telling you right now that what they are speaking of today, dealing with the technology that they have on the table today, that it will be a completely different scenario by 2035 because the technology will have already changed. Right. So you have to take all of that into consideration. Batteries may no longer be a problem. So for somebody like Miss Cleo to come out and say, hey, there's not going to be any more uh, gasoline engines in 2035, um, or there's not going to be enough electricity to power this stuff because of the battery, well, we don't know that. So what I commend GM for doing is sticking to their goals and really making an effort to really prove to people that you know when you have a common goal and you work together in conjunction with people who invest into your company and they can get things done, technology kind of has a, a way of exponentially growing and advances those technologies. So don't don't rule it out, but at the same time, it is a little bit over the top thinking that by 2035 there's not going to be any gasoline or diesel engines on this planet because. I I have had that conversation with Miss Cleo, and I can tell you, she told me <laughs> that there will be diesel engines and gasoline engines on this planet in 2035. You heard it here first. How about so, that? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the point is, and I think you're right, this is a good start. This is a good. I'm going to use that one again and again. Get get used to it, man. That's an uh, old. Okay, well, you goodie. might want to turn it up for me. So. Was it down down a little? I do little, want little me bit. to I just could, do it on my own. What would yeah, you talk about, it. Willis? Yeah, I, can't, yeah, I, I yeah. can't do it. Like I heard Arnold it, but it. I heard it, but, but barely. Yeah. But but seriously though, I mean that's that's the truth, man. This is where it is. Is that people need to you know take not necessarily take it with a grain of salt. You know, pay attention to it because these are these are common goals. I mean. Who would have thought that we'd have flying cars and Toyotas invested into them, man? I mean, there you go. I mean, yeah. it's happening. And maybe the better the better approach is to say, you know, we're not going to go all in on one technology. We're going to keep our options open, but we are going to try to move toward some better uh, solutions. You know, that's right? kind of the theme of the day, I think. Today, what we're talking about, all of the subject matter is that. It's that. It's just, it's a moving it's a moving target. It's a moving subject. It's just stuff, man, going on in this industry right now. But, you know, so, um, you know, they go on, the company did go on to say that the strong aspirations are important and inspirational. And I just kicked on that. Um, but firm pro uh, production plans are and strong policies are what move the market and the climate. Um, that was a statement made uh, by a GM. Uh, representative. Um, electric vehicles, including battery, electric, and fuel cell power vehicles, are currently a niche segment of the global automotive industry, estimated at less than 5% of sales by analysts. Keep that in mind, guys. That's 5%. That percentage will go up. And when we get, when we're talking about some things later on in this podcast, you'll, the, the main topic of the day, you'll see exactly where that's going to increase. And how that's going to increase, why that's going to increase, and how impactful that's going to be on our, you know, meeting that 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 e e uh, zero emission standard. So, and you're on a anyway. roll today. You're just you're you're dialed in. <laughs> I was, well, we talk uh, about it. We talk yeah. about it all the time. It, it could be it could be because of the next uh, story coming up. I don't know. Uh, all right. So, do you, are you want to just go ahead and roll right into that? Sure. You know what that one is. I, it's uh, it's Coke, not the not the snorting kind. 
Right, yeah, just right? have a Coke and a smile, brother. Oh, are you kidding me? You showed up with one? Wow. I was not okay. prepared for this. Live so, on the air. Oh, live, look at this. Live on the air. Uh, these things just got delivered to the store like two days ago. What do you do? You just like, this is where I have to wonder, like, is Jay like, he's just going down to the county count, or the corner market and going, hey, man, uh, got any of that Coca-Cola, uh, the new stuff with uh, with coffee? Right. And guy's like, man, why have you been in here every day asking about this? Are you some sort of addict? <laughs> so, I, the, you know, look, everybody's getting in the game of, of, like, cold coffee drinks and stuff like that. I am not a fan of cold coffee, period. But I've talked to several of my friends that really dig it. And they say, yeah, you should try it, man. You should try it. I'm like, no, no, no. All right. I, I, did, have a, I did have an iced coffee once in Las Vegas, and it was... It was really good, but for me, it was more of an after hours, like after drinking. Yeah, you know, just kind of a nightcapish kind of a thing because of the flavor. So, all right, wait the, the, before you take a hit off that. Yes. Okay, I need to. Okay, so so let's explain to everyone what this is, and then I want to I want to get your your okay your opinion. Uh, Go so, ahead. So Coca Cola um, is doing a Coca Cola with coffee and Coca Cola with coffee zero sugar. And they have, as I'm seeing it here, they have five different flavors. Uh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Three different flavors. They have three a dark blend. Uh, car- now, this is going to be a divisive segment. Caramel or caramel, depending on, you know, where you're from. I'm caramel. I'm and then caramel. vanilla, right? And again, they have those in both the regular and the Coke Zero versions. Which yeah. one is that? Okay, so what I have in my glass right now, because I love caramel, um, okay, I were were I, you not see once again not not surprised we end up in yeah. the same you know, but but okay so by the way folks and let me just say this Coca Cola send me a hat I would be glad to have a co- official Coca Cola hat and I'm going to tell you why right now because I hate Pepsi I am a Coke guy hands down the best Coca Cola you can't beat an ice cold Coca Cola there well, you go there so, goes our Pepsi sponsorship well. Hey, man, you know, we're good. Right. We're good. I, I know some people that know some people. So, so that's the caramel. Anyway, right. But I'm a Coke Zero guy, so I wanted to, I wanted to you know, I wanted to get that too. But this is the caramel. This is the leaded, leaded edition. So here we go. All right. I will say this. The nose on this, it smells like coffee with caramel. Okay. Oh, wow, man. That's good. Now, That's, is that the regular or the zero version? This is the regular. Okay. This is good. And um, when you when you drink coffee, how do you typically take your coffee? I usually go... I'll go black first um, if I'm at home. Yeah. If I am out on the road, let's say we're at SEMA or PRI at a, at a trade show or something, I'm going for the Gusto... Um, I will get a flavored one from time to time, but typically my go-to is just straight up uh, drip uh, with some half and half in it. Not loaded half and half, but just enough to give it a little color to take that edge off, that bitterness off. And uh, yeah, this well, tastes this tastes fantastic, man. So okay, so that's the and man, you can taste the caramel. It's really good. So now I'm going to go for the for the. I'll just take this right out of the can because I don't have another glass. All right, so you. So you this brought. is the. All right. Yeah. All right. This is the zero. This is the the, the Is the it Coke the same zero flavor, version. but in the zero version? Nope. Is that, it's a oh. vanilla. 
Okay. I wanted vanilla because I'm a big vanilla guy too. So. Significant difference in taste. Okay. Okay. So I will tell you that the. For me, the 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 the, sta- the the regular Coke caramel versus the Coke Zero. Now I would have to you know check to see if there's a caramel version of this Coke Zero, but I can taste that it's not it's not nearly as sweet, mm-hmm. and it's kind of um you can taste that you know lack of sugar in it. Yeah, which I I probably would be more of a fan. It tastes of. more like a, just a vanilla Coke to me. It doesn't taste like coffee at all to me. Interesting. All right, but. But the regular Coke, um, caramel, um, tastes like coffee, caramel coffee with Coke. It just, it's fantastic. So they've done their research. Coke says more than, and this is actually coming from their website, their press release, more than 50% of Coca-Cola drinkers and coffee loyalists enjoy both beverages on a regular basis. So they know, they know that people that drink one typically drink the other. Uh, you know, and in the truest of American fashions, well, let's dump them together and see what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, it, man. And then they, pro- this, this is a cool little publicity stunt. They teamed up with Walmart and who was this drone? Drone Up, a nationwide yeah. drone services provider, to bring mm-hmm. Coca Cola with coffee and Coca Cola with coffee zero sugar to the buzzworthy community. Community, see what they did there? <laughs> buzzworthy. <I> did. Yeah. <laughs> Of Coffee County, Georgia. Uh, this happened on January 25th. So they dropped off some of these uh, these cokes with coffee to residents mm-hmm. of that. Uh, yeah, and this is just the latest in their expansion of just outside of just straight up sodas. I mean, um, it's the latest creation uh, of their of that. They just rolled out like what is it? Coke Energy, Coke Energy Cherry, Cherry Vanilla Coke, Orange Vanilla Coke, and their Zero Sugar counterparts. Um, so. Yeah, they're, I mean, there. you can't just be, hey, hang on I got one an second. idea. Hang on. Oh, wait, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, hey, Apple, pay attention, man. This is innovation. Apple. All right, hold right? your ears. Okay. Alexa, add Coca-Cola with coffee to my shopping list. Awesome. Done. There you go. Perfect. So I hope you enjoy that, man. I think you will. The car- the Coke caramel, especially. So um, good stuff. And again, this this is it's funny they bring a drone in, and we talk about this on on our show today because we're like, you know, all over the board with with technology today. It's so. kind of like you just buzzed on coffee, right? I mean, if I looked at our at our talking points, it would be like, who is who is loaded up on Coke and coffee when they put this together? Right, man. Well, right, right, Jay, right. Well played. I did not see that one coming. Truly a surprise. Hey, buddy, anything for... for this must uh, be what know, it feels like when I pull this stuff with you all the time. <laughs> I'm taking one for the team, brother. Taking one for the team, man. So um, so uh, our next story is kind of interesting, and I'm going to let you lead off with it because I know this is kind of near and dear to you. All right. Um, you, you, you've been really kind of all over Toyota on a number of levels. All right. Um, but this particular story... Um, Keep your pants on, people. Trust me. Well, I'm going to do the same thing that I did with uh, with GM, and I alluded to you know being a coach and with my own kid. You know, sometimes we're hardest on the ones we love, and you know I've got a fair amount of scrutiny for Toyota, but it's because I'm such a huge fan. And you know, so so all of you, <laughs> all of you haters out there. That are that are gonna, you know, we welcome your letters. 
But if you're going to give me a hard time for busting Toyota's chops, just know not only am I, we are a multi, multi Toyota vehicle family, uh, a longtime fan, have over my lifetime owned lots of Toyotas, Jay's own Toyotas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of the product. Sometimes this is a part of keeping them honest and holding them accountable and maybe calling out their missteps so we can perhaps write those. So, all right, we got this from The Drive, uh, thedrive.com. They are a, a sister, or well, they are a, uh, a peer of ours in the automotive media industry. <clears throat> and Toyota has filed a trademark application again for the Celica name. Okay. Right. Now, on the surface, you go, all right, well, they're maybe thinking about bringing back the Celica. And what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that in the summer of 2017, they did it, and they didn't do anything with it, and now they're doing it again. And it's kind of getting to this fish or cut bait situation where why keep going back to that well and whipping everybody up and yeah, yeah, I know you can do what you want to do. You're, you know, you own it. It's yours. But it's like they have these plans that they never follow through on. And the bigger picture to me, Jay, is that leads me down the road of that they don't have a clear vision, and that's concerning. It's either they stuff, don't, right? Yeah, trying stuff. Sticks. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe um, again, we we discussed this on the last podcast about what I think Toyota's doing. They're they're not really investing, so to speak, into what you would think would would be the money maker for them, like new models going out that are true. You know, like for example, when they brought the Super back, there was a lot of people that were excited about that, only to find out that it's a BMW, man. It's BMW partnership, and they did the right. same thing with the '86, and that was a what uh, Subaru partnership, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Subaru, man, yeah, and it's, it's like, a BRZ, okay, well, yeah. Toyota, why are you if, if okay? So that's two cars. Mm-hmm. So passenger, so cars, right? In an era right. where everybody's buying crossovers and SUVs and trucks. Right. And they're going the car direction. And not to mention the fact that they've pulled, you know, they don't make the FJ Cruiser anymore. They're, mm. We just announced recently that they're going to do away with the Land Cruiser after this year. That's right. Okay, so they're pulling out of two of the most popular segments that are wildly popular at places and, like the SEMA show. And in the meantime, they're investing into a flying car program. And everybody <laughs> else is going... You know? No, wait a second. Wait a second. What? What what you talking about, Willis? So let's get back to that in a second. (laughs) Everybody else is moving away from cars, and Toyota's got two in their lineup that are both sports cars that really aren't even made by them. I just don't, I don't, what are they doing? So um, the Celica thing, let's get to the flying car thing here quickly. Uh, We really don't know what they're up to, but we know enough that we don't trust just because they registered for the trademark for the Celica name, it means that they're going to come back out with the Celica. Right. It, it, it doesn't. But, you know, what I love is what happens in the industry is they get a lot of people talking and pissed off because that's what happens. I, I shared this information with someone very close to me, family member, who's a huge um, Asian sports car fan. Um more so on the Nissan side. He's a big time Z fan. I know that. You know, you've talked to John. Yeah. You've, you've, we've, we've shared 
text and discuss with him a little bit. But, um, you know, he immediately went right to, hey, you know what? If you can't do this, don't even do it. You know, and, and right. If you can't do it well, just don't try. Just, just don't just don't even do it. And and I get it. He's absolutely right. So I thought I, I sat back and I thought for a minute and I, I dropped a bomb on him, too. I said, did you know that they're 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 backing a flying car company? He's like, what? I said, yeah, they are. Anyway, and we'll get to that. But um, well, I wonder, though, no time you know, like so, the present. <laughs> right. So, well, I, I've got this. I, I, I mean, should probably. Can I, well, finish you, your thought here, and then I'll ramble okay, so, on for three or four minutes while you pull it up. <laughs> right. So, so here's here's the deal, man. We, if you recall, we've talked. You guys have heard us on this podcast. If you watched our uh, SEMA post uh, podcast, we talked a ton about what Toyota was doing at the show, which was super, 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 super. A golden opportunity for those guys to really bring it back and make it at a show like that, man, to, well, now, to bring a true super back. Again, and for those of you that are subscribers and longtime listeners, you've heard this many times, but at that show that Jay's talking about, sports cars were a very, very, very small percentage of That's right. what was all the other manufacturers and and the atten- and the presenters there were focused on overland vehicles, off-road yeah. vehicles, trucks. Uh mm-hmm. I did see one Tesla there but it was not factory Tesla, it was somebody that had it there uh basically as a prop. So for Toyota to dump and go all in on this whole super thing and they had like I don't know like half a dozen Supras there. Yeah. I mean, it shows either they're completely out of touch with where the trend is today or they're trying to buck the trend and do their own thing, which I respect. I mean, Toyota's kind of done that historically, but it mm-hmm. just sort of feels like they're not aware. Is is that, I mean... Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, I don't know where they're putting all their, their, their eggs. It's the combined efforts of going all in on the super at the SEMA show and also removing things like the FJ Cruiser and the Land Cruiser from their lineup in the United States that makes me say this. Right. I mean, yeah. What the hell? If we could just please have you keep the Land Cruiser, bring the FJ back, throw in a Celica that's really a Celica, throw in a Supra that's really a Supra and uh keep doing what you're doing with the Tacoma and the and the and the Tundra. I'd be happy. Now, I'm gonna let let's case in point here, okay? Mm-hmm. If what's their name this week? Stellantis. Stellant, Stellantis, yeah. If well, for Stel- now, yes. If Stellantis can bring back, although technically they were a different name when they did this, yeah, the, both the Challenger and the Charger, and see success with those, right? As passenger cars in a time when passenger cars are going the way of the dodo, okay, right. Why can't Toyota do it on a Celica? Right. Absolutely. Right. I agree. All right. Yeah. You're, so, you're absolutely right. So so let's let's well maybe they will. Maybe the Celica is going to be part of the flying car program. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Because I what, what, where did I read this? What does Celica mean? Okay. So the word Celica for those of you who who uh, are are interested, um, it stands for heavenly. Okay. So maybe the Toyota Celica, that's where this this filing with the PTO, this this trade name and 
you know, just just to hold on to that so they can throw it up on the side of that that aircraft. All right. So, so I saw your I saw your smoke signal. You covertly held your phone up there for me to look at my phone, <laughs> which meant check my my you know. Now this and dates I, back, but yeah. this dates back to to the to the end of last year or you know late last year. But at the same yeah, time, it's, it's all relevant. runs together at this point, Jay. I mean, it, it was it, practically it, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> So what this story is, and this is the truth, man. They are uh, they are backing a company called uh, SkyDrive. Mm-hmm. Um, it conducted a public crude test flight uh, nope. for its flying car uh, after years of work. Um, Looks more flew- like a Cessna airplane cockpit yeah. than right. a car. All right, but there does not look it, like a drone. We'll we'll no. post pictures up on uh, mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, it's Just pretty go cool to, looking. Go to parts I would buy com. one, man, but I can't even fly a drone, dude. Well, I they got to have a certain level of automation, and here's why I say that. Now, this is, if you think back to the future, uh, mm-hmm. this is, you, you'll, VTOL, vertical takeoff and landing. Yep. This is, if you think of a drone, if you think of the DeLorean after Doc Brown modified it to for the, for the second movie where it could fly, Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it hovers. It takes off vertically. It takes off straight up, and then and then lands the same way, like the Harrier jet did. Okay, or right. like drones or helicopters. Vertical. I take love off those things. When I was in the Air Force, Keith. When I was in the Air Force, I, I was over in Europe. The British fly those things. Those, they have a lot of Harriers in their inventory. Yeah, I used to get up close and personal with those things at takeoff and landing. It is just the coolest thing. That that's in, that is what. That is one of uh, human uh, uh, mankind's know, ma- mankind's modern um, just inventions that it just blows me. It's a marvel, man. To me, yeah. I just I love it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, sorry. No, I, I yeah, completely yeah. So that's fascinating. Um, you know, they're gonna have to have a certain level of automation in there so that uh, the non pilots of the world are able to operate these and and that's a whole other issue is you know we have a well here in the united states we have the faa the federal aviation administration but there are criteria that you have to go through to be a certified pilot you can't just fly a plane you can't just yeah right? it's I like mean, a driver's license right so if you're gonna whether you whether you call it a flying car or whether you call it something else if it's taking to the air you're going to have to have a level of certification on that. And even if it's mostly automated, you're still going to have to have a level of certification on that. Right, which, yeah, no doubt about it. And, and can you imagine being an air traffic controller with that crap flying around? <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, this is it. This is it. So, hey, guys, you know, so we've talked a lot about electrification. What Toyota's doing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of you know lead into that from this Toyota story, which is we know that they've been working on you know working with Hino, the, the Hino Toyota, the, the the fuel cell stuff. Okay, so, and I had this conversation about the electric electrification of 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 the automotive industry, and you know again where's all this electricity going to come from is the biggest the biggest question, um, and honestly I think really to get to that carbon neutral goal that you're trying to get to i think that you cannot exclude um fuel cell technology you cannot exclude it because i think that that in combination with electric vehicle is is the the ticket is the key if we can harness that and and make it affordable 
then I do think I, I see it that becoming more of a reality than all electric in a in a shorter shorter amount of time, and being truly carbon neutral because if you're if if you're if you can do that, then guess what? You can reduce carbon emissions from from producing the electricity. There you go. Right? Am yep. I right? One hundred percent. So there you go. Yep. So I mean, this is a it's an interesting. Is that what Toyota? We said this on our that podcast. Is that what Toyota's up to? Have they well, just totally abandoned all this other stuff and they're going, they're going fuel cell technology? Yeah, they're spending a bunch of money on R and D on stuff like this, but it's just I just where is it all going? I, hopefully, they have some big, uh, you know. Here's and let me just give a couple specs on this. But before I do, I want to let me let me posit the posit the question to you, Jay. You think about this, and then I'll read the mm-hmm. specs on the flying car, and then we'll come back for okay. your answer. Okay. If you okay. had to choose from the Toyota of, let's say yesterday, I, I don't want to say today because that you know they've gotten rid of, they've announced the end of the Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. So the Toyota that we know and love, meaning mm-hmm. a Toyota that makes off road and overland vehicles. Right. Or the to- Toyota of tomorrow, where you get your, your flying car, but you can't have both, right? Right. So you right. can have flying cars and maybe a Celica, or you can have off-roading. Which would you I choose? Would, don't answer. Would, don't answer. Don't, okay. 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 So okay. this is the details on the car, and then we'll get back to Jay's answer. Toyota-backed uh, SkyDrive is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, conducted a public, and it was a manned flight, as my screen literally just went dead on me oh um, and then i got it uh and then uh it's a startup uh type company right mm-hmm. they flew yes, the is. vehicle around a toyota test field in the city of toyota of course right right with right. a pilot at the helm so it was not autonomous all right mm-hmm. and they're calling this vehicle the sd like sam david dash zero three and it's the smallest today vertical takeoff and landing vehicle in the world that can be manned by humans. Right. Meaning, you know, you can have a, a drone that's vertical takeoff and landing, but nothing that's manned. Okay. Right. Right. So that's it. And they are they are envisioning this being um, part of urban life. Meaning, if you live in a city, it, it's for city use, not you know, not for cross country. Uh, and I think that flight. that's something you bring up a really good point there, Keith. Is the fact that. When people start thinking about electric vehicles, they automatically think other than city life. That's the biggest impact that electric vehicle is going to have in in the world is when you have this huge densely populated areas where people are commuting in and out of work that are just dumping tons of emissions out there. So if you just focus on that alone and not the urban areas or, you know, the Midwest where it's just not populated at all. Right. I think that's where the benefit of of an all electric vehicle is, and I think sometimes you have to think about that. Then the range doesn't really become that big of right. a factor, right? As long as we've got electricity, which right now we're not yeah. sure that the grid's going to be able right. to sustain it. But so, yeah. I digress. And if there's any inhabitants left in these cities, I mean, you know, this pandemic situation just keeps getting worse. Right. But I digress. Back to your back to your your My co- your your answer your, on Toyota which would you rather have if you could only have one going forward I'd go with I would go, I've already got my answer I'm ready I don't even need to use a lifeline I'm going with I want an FJ or a Land Cruiser I want to go I want to go out back man I don't need any flying aircraft plus it ain't going to happen before I you know am worm food so yeah, I'm not going to worry about it 
I just think so. there has been a realization. And that's a point that you're trying to make. You yeah. knew I was going there. Well, I honestly didn't, but I well, was prepared for. It's just like a good jazz musician. We keep, you know, coming back. We to already this. have. I'll, flying, I'll improvise my way out of whatever you, you know. I mean, <laughs> we already have flying vehicles. As far as I'm concerned, they're autonomous because I'm not flying the damn thing. Right. Well, that's a fair point. Now, you know, I think there's been a renewed um, realization of the value on social distancing. Mm-hmm. Getting away, having some peace and quiet, going off the grid. These mm-hmm. are all terms you, you you folks probably hear on a daily basis. You're probably not going to get there with a city vehicle made to fly you to and from Starbucks or, you know, dinner. No. But you can get there in a Land Cruiser. That's right. Right? That's and, right. And go camping with your right. family. So I just think that's not dead. It's not going away. This is not just Jay's opinion or my opinion. This comes from us being out there at these shows and seeing what What's the aftermarket is making, what they're investing their R&D in, and what's popular. And those all those all tend to line up with Overland crowds. Yes, they do. Um, it's <laughs> Well, now I'm fired up. So, well, what, good hell job, yeah. man. <laughs> hell yeah. And I don't well, even have the Coke and coffee. <laughs> yeah. Are so, you gonna well, drink that, both you of go, those man. today? Uh, no, dude. I, I've I, actually I've, I'm starting to get a little edgy here, yeah. so be careful. Woo! Okay. So, <laughs> so do we want to? Um, yeah, yeah, buddy. Um, so we need to talk about our uh, our good friends over at uh, Stellantis, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I think we're gonna be talking about these guys every week for a while. Yeah, I think so as well. And you know, just when you thought it it, it was you know a done deal and, <laughs> yeah. and they were out of the news and they were going to have this you know new fleet of types of vehicles coming out. Um, okay, so maybe you guys know this, maybe you didn't know it. I don't know. Maybe you followed it. Um, I was like, mm, like not not vaguely aware, but I was. I was aware enough to know that there were some issues behind well, the scenes going on. They did on. a good job of keeping it out of the public eye for a good while. And that's they sure part did. of the reason most people don't know about it. Yeah. And, you know, I have some theories on why um, they're they're probably going this route and 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 I and, and that'll bleed bleed into the next story, um, our main topic today. But Stel- Stelant- just so you guys know, Stellantis has agreed to a thirty million dollar fine settlement. Um, uh, with uh, the federal corruption probe that was going on with over FCA between them and the UAW. Um, apparently, some of the uh, representatives of the UAW were gifted um, with large sums of um, uh, cash or gifts or you know just a mortgage being paid off or that sort of stuff you know well, kind of like a crime boss kind of i mean if they're stuff. if they were smart they didn't take a you know fiat 500 as a compensation yeah, right 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 and that's a, an appropriate uh sound by the way because that car looks like it should be in a circus a cl- clowns do drive those things i think man there you go but um yeah they they have agreed to pay this 30 million dollar um uh, it's a plea deal, basically settlement. Uh, it's a criminal investigation into collusion and bribery of union officials by former executives of the company's North American operations. Um, the deal, which was announced Wednesday by federal prosecutors in Detroit, ends a multi-year federal probe into Fiat Chrysler and the United Auto Workers Union. Um, that's a big deal, and I've, I've got a I got a theory on why they would be so quick to do this. Two reasons. All right, let's hear them. First reason is 
it doesn't make sense for Stellantis to have that hanging over their heads after such a merger with such a big couple of big groups. You've got to get if you're going to stay in the game, you don't want to be marred with 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 legal stuff going on. We are living in a society to today when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I will guarantee you that after we talk about this today, and this is paid off, they're out of it. It's a done deal. It's a, it, they can move on with their lives and go be Stellantis and focus on what they're wanting to do, which is produce vehicles globally. Okay. Secondly, we're in the midst of a pandemic. All right. Where And this is going to tie into our end story, too. So we're going to get into this a little bit deeper. And I don't want to kind of show my hand here, but this is the UAW that we're talking about, right? This is a, and, and trust me, this is a small fine for a company this big. There's, they have deep pockets. This is, we're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. We're going to take care of, you know, let's just clear our heads of the UAW. Well, guys, what you need to be aware of is this pandemic has proven that guess what? We can produce vehicles via AI, robotics. So you have less bodies and hardly any, any, not nearly as much need for the UAW in that, in that realm. So why not just go ahead and eh, kick them over to the side? And this is just my opinion now. I'm thinking, let's go ahead and handle it. Let's clean our hands of this thing. Let's get the business. Let's start making cars. Let's work on what we're going to do. Because the UAW, I think, at some point may not be as big of a factor um, in that realm of the auto manufacturing industry. It still will be, I think, in the um, production of product in various uh, sectors uh, for the OEMs. But as far as the assembly lines, the production lines, look what GM just did. They just put all of their eggs in one basket in Tennessee. Uh, for the all-electric plant. It is their largest plant, the most modern plant with robotics and AI in it. So there's, there's, my, there's my two cents, Keith. All right, now I have some, I have some things to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, this $30 million settlement, um, yeah. I believe that if I'm understanding this article correctly, and I could be wrong here, that $30 million goes to the feds. Yes. Um, and it looks like the UAW did a similar plea, plea deal last month where right. they did a, a, a settlement on their own. So the feds are getting, they, they're, they're benefiting considerably, the federal government sure. is, from this. Right. The thing that concerns me about that is if you're, if you're paying money to make a problem go away, is the problem really going away? You know, the investigation stops, I, I'm assuming, with the settlement. And they promise to not do it again, but mm. is it? Uh, are we just you taking? Know, yeah. is, you know, is it? We're happy to have the money, so we'll go away. Kind of nonsense. And well, you know, again, remember, I mean, the UAW is what it is. They've been around forever. Okay, the UAW is is what it is. But it's a company like Stellantis who is newly formed merger that needs to start off on a good foot if they're going to be. You well, know, I get that, in, but you know, you know, how um, does? Writing a check to the government for $30 million really changed things, except that the government now knows they can come back and, you know, get money from that well. If I- well, you bring up a valid point. And, and again, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just making speculate. I'm just speculating that I think that there is a tie to, to both of that. They're new. They're new. 
It's it's so they you know, said settle and let's get this off. Let's the, let's, you let's know, get this newswire. let's get this. We need to concentrate on the business of the day. So these know? guys at partscounterguru.com aren't talking about it and putting it on YouTube and drawing attention to it, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep them out of the news. To well, stay did out of you the know that there is a similar investigation going on with Ford right now? And there was one going on with GM, but they have removed GM from that I, scope. I did. I did. I so, read so, that in that. So, so Stellantis is not alone in this whole no. UAW uh, corruption probe. Yeah, they are not. You know, it's um, kind of interesting it, on, on a very small scale. You, you can kind of liken it to, you know, the 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 pay 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 your kid into college scandal that Ooh, just recently happened. right 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 yeah you know and and I, I think that you slap some hands to say hey you can't do that right um and move on and and i think that's you know i think that if you know you just deal with the the the, the consequences and move on will they learn from it i don't know but again i think that we're in such an, an evolving environment in the automotive manufacturing industry that i don't know if if the impacts of that stuff occurring is going to be much of an impact in 10 years when auto manufacturing may be a lot different than what we see it now, less human beings. Cause we talked about that because we're in a world of, of pandemics and stuff where we have to socially distance. We don't know if we'll ever go back to that, you know, side by side on an assembly line type environment again. Right. I mean, they're, they are practicing social distancing, but it's, it's half the workforce or a portion of the workforce that they had. Right. And shifts are down. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's worth that conversation of, you know, maybe that all ties into it as well. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. But that, again, just understand that that's $30 million to you and I is a lot of money. It ain't that much for those guys. You know? It ain't that much. But the feds like it. Yeah. Be some of that stimulus money coming yeah, out, man. I don't there you know. go. That's just what I was thinking. They're loading them cards up, man. <laughs> hey, can we get a deposit? Can you might we need a little bit over here, man, for we can load those cards up, get this stimulus out, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, we're not a political show. I don't want to get political, but I'm just it's a, it's a it's an interesting theory. Yes, uh, it is. Tune in next week when uh, <laughs> yeah, right. When so, uh, Miss Cleo is on, yes. Right, right. Yeah, if I were if I were a better sidekick, I'd do the Miss Cleo impersonation, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. All right, so so Ford. Ford. Our uh, friends at Ford. Ford has done a very good job the past two years of mm. staying relevant in the media. Marketing, um, innovation, yep. yes. So today is no exception. Uh, they announced a partnership with Google. It's a six-year deal, and it's going to cover. And I want to do finger quotes here for those of you that aren't watching this uh, video: in-car connectivity and cloud services. All right, now what? What does That's that? A portion what of what does it that covers. mean? Okay. Let's get into some of this. Are you are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, man. All right. Oh, by the way, what was the price tag of that? Uh, do you have it? I do. What is it? It's an it's an 11, 11 billion 11 billion dollar restructuring that's, plan. That's what I have too. All right. So, yep. 
This that's fits. A lot of, now that's a lot of money. Well, it fits in with Ford's attempts to, and GM's doing the same thing, and we've talked about it, where they're having to make a lot of changes for future, uh, future accommodations so they're downsizing yeah. a little bit back to the previous segment where you talked about you know how these what you say they were doing downsizing yeah what's that what do you mean like like less employees to do the job uh, oh right yeah yeah you're right yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay so um and how do they how will they achieve that well there's Autonomous, yeah, AI. Oh, yeah. What's that other acronym? UAW. What? 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 Yeah, what, right. What, okay, uh, yeah, it's yeah. funny how this all fits together, isn't it? Yes, it is. So they know they've got to do it, and the 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 thing is, if they don't do it, someone else will, uh, like Rivian or Tesla, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. S- somebody with the startup mindset that is cu- is starting from nothing and they can design their own. I mean, I, I have a feeling that's part of the reason why Amazon went with Rivian for the vans is Rivian could spin up their, their assembly process to meet that right away without going, well, we can't do that on our assembly line because it would require this and we're not tooled up for that. And retooling a factory takes a couple of years and blah, blah, right. blah, right? But it was also, you know, with Amazon, and the Rivian thing, that was part of Amazon's goal to be, you know, also carbon neutral by a specific time. Yeah, yeah. And so, we're going to get carbon neutral by using electric vehicles with batteries in them that cost $30,000 and pull electricity. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, all right. We'll all right. That. All right. Yeah. So okay. uh, that's all marketing and PR as far as I'm concerned. It, it yeah. could be good, but it's not, it's not neutral. All right so, right. so back to this Ford deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just as beneficial, I think, for Google as it is for Ford. But, you know, Ford, with their sync, this isn't the first time Ford has done something like this. They partnered with Microsoft over a decade ago with the sync line, and Microsoft mm-hmm. helped them figure that out. And it put Ford right. ahead of everyone else in terms of their infotainment systems. Right. Um, now we're going back into this, and people will probably immediately go, well, they're just going to start pumping Android Auto into all these vehicles. Well, they kind of already are. I don't think they, they already need, are. They don't need help with that. No. Uh, I think it falls more in line with. Okay, so again, we've talked about this, but you have a, a car manufacturer like Tesla who put out a Model S a decade or so ago, mm-hmm. and there have been some changes to that Model S, but. But the appearance of it is relatively the same as it was when they first rolled it out, okay? Right. What they have continued to do, though, is to push updates to those vehicles as they have learned of safety issues, of refinements, whether it's self-driving, whatever it is, right? And with uh, more electronics on, on on these vehicles, that's more and more commonplace. And, and, and there's more of a need for it, yep. absolutely. In the middle of a crisis situation, we've seen Tesla do this with hurricanes. We've seen them do it with... Uh, other other uh, crisis situations, fi- wildfires in California, where they mm-hmm. will push a software update to people in a certain area and boost the range uh, so that those people can go further on a charge because they need to, right? Right, right. Um, so so f- that's completely opposite of what's gone on in the traditional big three. You buy a car, you go, mm-hmm. you take that thing home, that's the car you've got. It's not going to get updated unless there's a recall. Right. Unless it's a safety related issue, that That's model right. is outdated and it is not going to be the 
the way to go forward. And I think Ford knows that they do mm-hmm. not have the platform to push updates to vehicles. That's right. And, you know, you were talking about Google, you know, it being more beneficial to Google. I think that be the case here. Google's really the winner here because Amazon and Microsoft hold that higher percentage of cloud storage computing than uh, Google currently does. Yeah. So now you have, yes, they're all using like behind the scenes cloud storage, but for the most part, Amazon um, uh, and Microsoft, uh, are, you know, they pretty much have that mark, the, the, the higher market share. So I think that this puts Google in a better position to get more, a, a higher percentage of that. And why is that? Here's why. Because Ford, for the last 10 years, has been the number one in sales of fleet vehicles like Ford F-150s and transit vans and those sorts of things, commercial-type vehicles. So if you have, if you're working on all-electric vehicles, right, and you're looking to expand on that by pushing all those electric vehicles out to your fleets, like we've, we've heard about, there's the e-transits coming out. We've got the electric F-150 coming out. If you're going to try to get to be carbon neutral, you know, and again, this ties into big cities like fleet vehicles, like construction companies that can go to a work site, man, and potentially power some of the stuff that they have without having to run power or get, you know what I'm saying? Or pulling up to the, to, to have a meeting in your diesel vehicle and just letting it sit there and idle for for 45 minutes while you're on the site, electric vehicles won't, won't do that. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that I, th- I think there's a couple of things going on here with this move for Ford to partner with Google, but Google really benefits because not only are they sharing that cloud storage, but they're sharing the AI technology and some of the integrations that they have in say uh, distribution uh, uh, or production and those sorts of things. They have technology. They have they have that ability to help Ford out to get better at what they're trying to do. And the end goal is is to produce a lot of electric vehicles. Let me tell you what else they've got. Okay. That those other people that you mentioned don't, namely like Amazon mm-hmm. and Microsoft. Okay. Right. See this right here? I don't know if you can see that logo. You see that logo? I do. I this do. is a Google yes. Pixel. Yep. Google has access to a national cell phone network. Now, they don't own yes. it. Nope. They've partnered with, they have a, secured a partnership. They're using towers from T-Mobile and U.S. Cellular mm-hmm. and Sprint, some others, okay? But Amazon and Microsoft do not have access to that. So in the immediate right. short term, now I understand everybody's working on satellite internet and there's some you know space type stuff that you know internet from space or whatever what is this the muppet show pigs in space or whatever (laughs) yeah 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 but right now today google is the only one at the table that can do that and deliver and so if you're talking about delivering updates to vehicles and cloud connectivity and you can't yeah. rely on Wi-Fi, which you can't always rely right. on Wi-Fi. And you, That's you right. know, I mean, 
even if you I were to give my car permission to connect to my home Wi-Fi, what's the Wi-Fi signal like in my garage? Most of those garages have some level of concrete in them. Steel, concrete is concrete not steel. a good uh, for radio signal. It does not do deal no. deal well. Doesn't right? work well. Yeah. So cellular network much more pervasive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seems to me like we've got an opportunity there for some over the air updates and a partnership with Google to do it. Absolutely. It makes sense. And who are you competing against? Tesla. Tesla set the bar when it came to that sort of stuff. Ford, again, is paying attention to what is going on, and so they have decided to change their game a little bit and go outside of what they were doing to build on that, that goal that they have, man. And I'm telling you, and you know, we a lot of people are asking, well, why would you know why would an automotive company you know team up and you know integrate with this? I mean, all companies have some sort of subsidiaries for various reasons. You yeah, know, we're gonna yeah you know you you're good at this, so well, we want remember you to make, Delphi. Remember you know would, they would partner with right. these radio manufacturers, that's or right. they would partner with Bosch, or they would partner with Denso. Right, and these are companies that were good at doing certain things. Right, that um, yeah. that we needed uh, to have in our cars, they were in demand. So That's this right. is a quote from Jim Farley. Now, if you don't know, Jim Farley is relatively new CEO at Ford, and, and he's not living in a van down by the river. He has no relation to Chris Farley. Chris Farley, I I love this quote, and I think we Jay in our generation can recognize this uh, from the. You remember how like CDs came out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, or let's take it even further back, tape decks, right? Like yeah. they had eight tracks God. in cars. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I had eight tracks. Okay. I had eight tracks, man. Then, I had cassettes and then CDs. And then the Sony Walkman comes out, and yeah. everybody's trying to figure out ways to get tapes to play in your car. And they had FM right. modulators, and they had all these elaborate, like, okay, then then it's on to CDs, and we get this whole right. like. Well, now we have this better sounding digital music format, but the car manufacturers were what four or five years behind. I mean, really, At before least. I started to see factory CD players in cars, it was four or five years after the trend took off. And they had they had CD Walkmans by that time. And you were doing the same and, thing. You had your right. Walkman sitting on your dash, and you had like a tape adapter that you were trying to yes. put in the tape deck and make it work. And then the iPad came out, or the iPod came out, and it was the same song and dance again. We were back to, like, FM transmitters right. to try it. Okay. So here's the quote. And this tells me that Jim Farley is aware of that problem, and they are trying to make it better. This right. is what he says. One of the most important parts of our strategy is to partner. That means we have to get out of the business of doing generic things that we that we do not right. add value, like navigation systems and a lot of the in-car entertainment experience. Amen. You are not going to win on the infotainment system against Apple, Google, you know, Microsoft, whoever's making, who's ever been making computers for 30 years. Okay. Hey, Apple, Apple, are you paying attention to some sort of like chip manufacturer? Okay. They're more interested in uh, the new (laughs) uh, noise canceling headphones that, you know. Exactly. But you know what? Or the, the, the $700 wheels. But so, um. Well, he let you know, me, so he said we are we were spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions every year. That's three three times yeah. the hundreds, whatever that right. 
translates to keeping up with basically a generic experience that was not competitive to your cell phone. Yep. Right. You guys were right. always going to be behind the curve on electronics, so you're smart to not try to do it in-house. Exactly. And you were why, saying. And it's, exactly. And so you team up with someone, you partner up with someone like this, okay? And if you look at, you know, they are, their, their parent company is, what is it, Alphabet Inc.? Yeah, is that for Google? The, That's correct. For, yeah, for, for Google, right? Yep. So if you look at the list of subsidiaries under their parent company, you have Waymo, okay, autonomous driving. My son can you tell have, you all about that. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So they're going to leverage have, that. You know they will. Yeah. You have DeepMind, artificial intelligence. You have Google themselves, Google Fiber, internet services. Okay. You have sidewalk labs which we've talked about yep google fi is also that's the cell phone side of google's offering so i'm telling you man what you are seeing is ford going and they're 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 smart to know that they can't compete with that they can't compete they don't have the resources to do it they have to rely on somebody else so it's so smart for them to go in here and team up with these guys. Which is exactly the reason that I said it was risky for Apple to develop their own processor chips because yes. they were having to spin up their own internal departments yep. and resources to do that. That's another podcast, which we've already covered, but it is the same philosophy. And it is the same have, philosophy. You have Ford yep. going one way and doing things with partnerships, and you have Apple going the absolute opposite way and going, no partnerships, we're doing this our own. That's right. That's right, man. And Ford's going to end up winning big time with this, man, I think. And again, I think it's just it's a it's it's a win-win for both companies. And and again, Google's going to make out like a bandit with the percentage of of cloud storage out there because of the fleet vehicles, man, under the Ford company badge. Now, I have a prediction. Okay. And I, I bet you didn't see this coming. But this is the shift, the market shift that I think you're going to see. And I, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. If we're right, I want, I don't know. I want it, I want it named after us. Smash that subscribe button, man. Okay. Yes. But actually, before let me let me hold off on this for a second. Before we okay. get into that, Jay, would you like to give okay. out our Sure. This is this is called Guys. a tease. See what I just did there? <laughs> here, yeah, here, wait, wait, hey. hang on. So are you going to give out the social stuff? Yeah. I hate to be the one to break this to you, but automobiles are not human. They have no lineage or personality. I wonder why I keep forgetting that. <laughs> I love it. I Got that the... one just from the show. You know where that's from, right? Uh, yes, I do. Night Rider. Rider. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. So, hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, uh, if, you've, if you're enjoying this podcast, um, obviously you can check us out over on parscountyguru.com. Hit the podcast links. Uh, we're on every available platform out there, Spotify, Google, speaking of Google. Uh, we're there. We're on Amazon. Speaking of Amazon, we're, 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 we're there. We're there. Just ask Alexa and Siri and all those gals that are out there you know, wanting to help you. Just ask them to let you tune into the Pars County Gurus, and they will get you there. So, Follow us on social media. We are at um, Facebook. We're uh, Facebook.com, Parts County Gurus. Uh, we are on Instagram.com. It's uh, The Parts County Gurus. We're on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is at The Counter Show, which is what you're listening to right now. 
or watching if you're watching this segment over on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up, like us, ring a bell, tell a friend. Let me tell you why that's so important to us. You subscribing to our channel, it's free to you. It's prices to us. It helps us gain momentum to continue to bring you more content like this. And we really love doing what we're doing. Uh, we're very passionate about it and we want to keep growing. So we can't do that without you. So thank you if you are subscribed. But if at this moment you decided after listening to this show today, you wanted to subscribe, thank you. And go get somebody else to subscribe. Trust me, it'll be worth it for you and them. Um, did I miss anything? Where can they shop at, Keith? Is there some place they can shop at? Well, if you go to that website that Jay gave you, partscounterguru.com, up in mm -hmm. the top right corner, there's an Amazon banner. If you click on that, you will use our Amazon affiliate link. And that doesn't cost you any more for anything that you buy on Amazon. It is completely anonymous. So what you buy mm -hmm. uh, is not, we don't have any um, insight into who bought it, okay? Right, uh, right. We do get... Uh, an affiliate credit, which basically translates to Amazon giving us a little scratch to help support the show. So, look, you guys, we know you shop on Amazon already anyway. We appreciate you doing it. We've seen this yeah. actually grow. People are doing it. Thank you to those that are supporting the show that way. It's an easy way for you to support the show. If you're going to buy the stuff anyway, click on our link first at partscounterguru.com, and then we get the credit. You get the stuff for the same price, and you help support the show. It's a win, win, That's win, it. win, win. It is. Like it's say. a win, 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 win thing. And it also, too, um, I just put something out on our website. It's a real quick story about a gadget that Keith bought for he and I about a year ago, just out of necessity, because some check engine lights and stuff were coming on on our vehicles. And he ran across this product. It's called Fixed, F-I-X-D. They are not sponsoring us. This is not a paid advertisement. We're just telling you that it's a pretty neat little gadget. I'm sure there's tons of other ones out there, but we haven't used all of them. We've we've specifically used this one, and it works. Um, and you can check uh, some of those live demos on our I've on tried our a lot channel. of them, and it's one of the better ones. Absolutely. And here's the thing. If you are watching either one of those videos, there is a link in the video that you can click on, and they're, they're going to give you a little bit of love, get a, get a little good price on that. So just, just saying, go there ahead go. and do yourself a favor. If you if you use it one time with a check engine light comes on and you find out what the problem is yourself and you replace that, I'm telling you, it will pay for it the first time you use it. Period. Boom. There you go. Get you one. All, all right. right. So in closing, yes. this is my this is the what you've all been waiting for. All right, here I'll give you a little. <laughs> this is where I think. Oh, I love it. Ford is going to go with this Google partnership. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about planned obsolescence. Everybody knows what planned obsolescence is in the automotive industry. If it's from from Robert talking about ethanol and how people don't, you know, hang on to cars long enough for it to matter to, you know, just the whole uh, you know, GM doing this thing where, you know, they expect you to uh, replace the vehicle that you own in what like they'll they'll go yeah anyway all right so planned obsolescence okay before yep. I digress yep. too far so the problem that that the that the current model has right now in the auto industry is that if they sell you a great car that works for fifteen years like a Tesla okay which people tend to hold on to those longer. They hurt the revenue model because it affects future sales. 
That's right. So what I suspect is going to happen as a result of this partnership with Google is Ford is going to create some kind of recurring revenue model. Mm -hmm. Apple has done it. Lots of people have done it. Okay. And let's just say you call it Ford Care. Okay. Whatever this model ends up being, it needs to be named after us because we we told you this was going to happen. But they're going to basically allow you to sign up for a, a, a regularly recurring charge whether that's yearly or monthly okay mm -hmm. and it's let's just call it ford care and with ford care you get updates pushed to your vehicle when they release new software whatever's you get those if they release new features that are enabled by software you get those that will offset the cost that they need to sell new vehicles and as a real benefit to ford and this goes back to your whole cost of production it doesn't cost them as much to see a return on that revenue because mm -hmm. they've already sold the vehicle. So they don't have to build a new vehicle to sell you. They can keep making money on the one they sold you three years ago. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's where it I see this going. Sense. Now there's good and bad to that. The bad is, um, you know, you're paying, there's an added cost to that car that you just drove off the lot that you didn't have on the one you bought last time. The good is, maybe you get longer life expectancy out of that car and the total cost of ownership goes down because mm -hmm. now once you have it paid off, if you financed it, you can still use it and get new features out of it. I don't know, but I, I, I smell this coming. I, I can just yeah. tell you right now, we're headed in that direction. And funny thing is, man, is GM started all this stuff with OnStar. Yep. Right? I mean, got to give, give them credit for that, right? I mean, that was one of the first integrated type systems like that. And I, I, I agree with you. I think you're gonna have you're gonna have a package plan. I said this in a podcast a year ago. It had to be over a year ago. You're gonna buy a vehicle and you're gonna get a phone with it, man. Because or some sort of communication device, some yeah. Sort of communication device, right. absolutely. Because that's where we're at. That is where we're headed. I'll find example. I get a phone call. Well, not a phone call. A Google Duo call, video call. For those of you who don't use Google Duo, it works quite well, actually. It's like Apple um, FaceTime. Yeah, or, absolutely. You know, it works, works really well. Yeah. Right. Except for it's not like, I mean, if you have a if you have an iPhone, it'll work on an iPhone, you know, whereas FaceTime only right. works on Apple. Right. Come on, please. Really? Right? Okay. I mean, certain things. But um, he calls me up and says, hey, I just want to show you something that I just installed. I'm like, sure. He goes, check this out. Hey, uh, Alexa, turn on my dining room lights. That's where we're at, man. And they come on. And he turns them off. He dims them and everything. Just by, I know you have the smart home features in your house already, but this is my, this is my oldest son um, who has, he is just turning 30-ish. Uh, Somewhere around that. But he is of that generation where technology is extremely important to him. And I'm telling you right now that these tech companies and these vehicle companies, those are the people that they are trying to target and banking on that. So yep. beware of that. If you are of an older generation like myself or even older, I'm just well, Jay, learn you how know. to use I'm learn not how very to use computer literate. Right. You better learn how to use this stuff. I feel like I've got a leg up on Junior. This is a rare moment I need to capitalize on because he's 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 pretty far ahead of me technologically yeah. in a lot of things. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. Junior, if you're listening, I'm not gonna say his real name. I don't know if he wants that out there or not. But if you're listening and you want to get into the 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 real stuff like scripting, like 
you know, walking into my house from outside and having the lights come on in various rooms and having actionable they're, they're called actions where it's multiple it's scenes right things happen yeah yeah like yeah. i hit a button and it's called show literally called showtime in my home theater room and i'll go <laughs> boom showtime and the, the overhead lights will dim and a couple you know ambient lights will come on and the behind the yeah, tv yeah. and then and, and, and just yeah man he's got the smart bulbs he's got with the different colors and they change co- oh yeah yeah he's, he's all yeah. over it man i mean this guy buys a house and the first thing he does I mean, he doesn't put furniture in. He's running Cat Six yeah. Yeah. wired. Right. I mean, you well, know, he's just yeah. He, he knows to, what he's doing. It's an older house, but he, he's making it modern. So anyway, there you go. That's, but that's where we're going. That's where we're at. This has been a really good podcast overall about the direction that we're staying in. This is not something that we just all of a sudden thought up overnight. This has been happening way back. And we are beginning to see the dominoes fall and how this is going to play out. And I can't wait to 2035. Yep. Skynet and all. Uh, <laughs> yes, man. All right, I'll everybody. Be back. On hey, that note. Keith, yes. come with me if you want to live. Right. That's exactly <laughs> where this is going. Uh, on that note, everybody, uh, thank you so much, like Jay said earlier, for watching, listening, subscribing telling a friend that means the world to us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. True. Appreciate it so, 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 so much. Until next time, that's my podcast partner, Jay, over there. I'm Keith. There's Keith. Remember, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to. Hey everybody, Jay here with Parts Counter Gurus from The Counter Show and my podcasting partner Keith. We're going to give you a little update on what we're going to have on the show today. Start us off, Keith. What we got? <laughs> Let's start this over, man. Sorry, I had the wrong No, no, up. no. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> or should we? Or should we? No, 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 no. no. I got the clown horn like it. Oh, my God. It's the clown horn from hell. Hang on. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, this is going in the outtakes.